Um, in our readings today, we, we uh, began with, with the words Elaine read for us uh, from the very beginning of Mark's gospel. Um, uh, first gospel said to be written historically. So um, we have another first today in our second reading, um, and that are uh, these words from the prophet Isaiah. Um, and some of you know this in this time of year. These are the very words that begin Handel's Messiah, comfort, comfort you, my people. Friends, I invite you to listen with open hearts and minds as we encounter God's word together from the 40th chapter of Isaiah, beginning with the first verse. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I say, what shall I cry? All people are grass, their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows upon it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our Lord will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up. Do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. This is the word of the Lord. And thanks be to God. Friends, I have to ask you a question to begin today. Have you ever shared the thought that many of us have that, you know, the news is just so sad and so depressing, I'm just going to avoid it? I know I certainly have felt that way in times past, and I think all of us do to an extent. We're surrounded by bad news all the time. This is certainly the case in spring of 2020, when the onset of the global COVID-19 pandemic uh, locked down our world and we lived in so much fear and uncertainty. It was a scary time. This is the very thought that actor John Krasinski had. And so he endeavored to do something different. He wanted to create something where we shared good news and lift up some of the good things happening in the world at this time. So with the help of his daughters, using markers to create a makeshift sign and a cell phone camera, he launched his own YouTube channel, Some Good News. If you ever have a spare minute, if you haven't seen it before, look it up. Uh, very, very heartwarming stuff. And throughout this, he did several episodes in the first six months or so of, of COVID. He endeavored to highlight the good things happening 
in the world. Some highlights include a community lining the streets celebrating a 15-year-old's completion of chemotherapy and cheering for her from their cars. There's another heartwarming scene of a man meeting his grandson for the first time through a glass door. Because Krasinski is an actor and in Hollywood there are cameos from famous folks like the cast of Hamilton, Robert De Niro, and even Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But over and over again through these episodes, Krasinski found ways to highlight the good happening in the world. And in each episode, he would say something to the tune of this. No matter how dark things seem to be, remember there is always good happening in the world around you. In a dark, scary, uncertain, fearful time, Krasinski found ways to share good news to a world who so desperately needed to hear it. Our passages today are just that, people, communities longing for and needing some good news. The people in Isaiah's text certainly needed some good news. See, scholars believe today that the prophet Isaiah and the book of Isaiah that we know, which is 65-some chapters long, is really three distinct books written at three different times in the, the life story of Israel. Our reading today from Isaiah 40 is really the beginning of second Isaiah, or what scholars call Deutero-Isaiah. The main thing to know about Deutero-Isaiah is it's said to be written during the Babylonian exile. So what is that? That is the period after the, the Babylonian empire um, destroyed Judah and Jerusalem, destroying the very temple Solomon built. And now afterwards, the people of of Judah are living in exile, either exiled to, taken from their homes and exiled to Babylon, or living in captivity in their destroyed homeland. It's a sad time, a scary time, a time when everything that they had based their understanding of God and God's covenant had been uprooted from them as they're dispersed from their people and their homeland. Mark's community in our gospel um, reading also needed to hear some good news. See, Mark writes his gospel some two or so generations after Jesus' death and resurrection. And this period um, is a turbulent one. Mark's community is, is consisting of largely Jewish Christians in and around the Jerusalem area. And they're during this time, are living under Roman occupation, but even more than that, they're living in an increasingly um, turbulent time as war had broken out. And Mark either writes in the midst of or just after the very destruction of Jerusalem and the destruction of the rebuilt temple after Babylon. Like Isaiah's community, it's a time of dispersion, it's a time of uncertainty, it's a time of fear. In darkness, Mark's community, like Isaiah's, needed some good news. Well, friends, we live in a pretty different world today, but I think it's safe to say that we also need some good news, right? Every time we turn the news on, we hear bad news. We hear about the wars escalating in Israel and Gaza, 
the war with Ukraine and Russia continuing. We turn the news on to see violence at home with record mass shootings this year, most recently on the campus of UNLV. We turn the news on to see more and more division between neighbors, families, communities. We see a rise, we see on the news rise in hatred, particularly anti-Semitism. Like Mark's community, like Isaiah's, friends, we need some good news today as well. The good news, friends, is that the very story of Scripture is the story of good news. And that we as God's people are people of good news. That we have good news to share. Looking at Isaiah's text, the very first words in it are comfort. God's first words to the people living in exile are comfort. Comfort. That Hebrew word is nacham. It means to comfort, console, to be moved to compassion. Or given our our, um, Advent theme this week, I might translate that word, be at peace. Be at peace, comfort. The prophet goes on talking about preparing the way. Preparing the way, make the high places low, the rough places plain. That God is creating a highway, a way out of no way, a desert road through the wilderness stretching from Babylon all the way to Jerusalem. And that God hasn't forgotten them but is there beside them and will guide them on this road back to Jerusalem one day. The prophet doubles down on this by saying, get up to a high mountain. Why would you go to a high mountain? Because you have good news to share. Get you up to a high mountain, Zion, Jerusalem. You are the herald of good tidings. You have good things to share. You have good news to share. God hasn't forgotten you, but will guide and deliver you and lead you like a a shepherd with their sheep. God will bring peace and wholeness yet again. It's no surprise then when Mark writes his gospel and begins the story of Jesus' life and ministry, he leans heavily on this text and heavily on this prophecy. But before we get to that, I want us to see how Mark begins his account of Jesus' life. The very first words that Elaine read for us, the, good, or the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. In this day and time, there weren't, um, you didn't have like a cover with the book title on it. Your first line was the title of the book. So when Mark writes his account of Jesus' life and ministry, he titles it, The Beginning of the Good News of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And it's not just the title of his book, but he creates a very new genre of literature. Euangelion, good news, gospel. And in doing so, he not only creates a new, uh, uh, he titles his book with gospel or, or creates a new genre, he equates Jesus with this idea of gospel. Jesus is good news. Jesus is God's good news. The story of Jesus is the story of good news. 
God's good news, our good news. And in doing so, he uses John the Baptist as the person who prepares the way for Jesus to come in, for God's good news to enter our world and bring about God's healing and peace. And so with that, using uh, heavily the imagery from the prophet, prepare the way, make the path straight. God is leading us forward to this new reality, this new future in which God's good news isn't just some idea, but is present with us on earth. Friends, like John Krasinski, like Isaiah, and like Mark, we are called to be ambassadors of this good news. We are called to embody this good news as we prepare the way for the Lord's coming. In doing so, we can speak hope to a world who lives in fear. We can speak love to a world that is engulfed in hate. We can speak peace to a world that is dead set on violence. We can share good news even though things are rough right now. Because we share the prophet's claim that God has not given up on us. And that God will come again to bring peace and healing and redemption to our broken world. As you know, as uh, Elaine shared and I talked about last week, this Advent, I'm doing a class that I'm calling uh, Create Your Own Advent Playlist, where we're hearing songs from um, the secular world as well as the sacred world that lift up some of these vital themes in Advent. Last week, we we talked about Elvis a bit. Um, This week, our theme is covering uh, secular music, but secular Christmas songs. And now even some of these lift up Advent themes for us today. The song I want to share with you is written uh, by Ron Miller and Brian Wells in 1967. Very similar period to the Elvis song we talked about last week. This is in the midst of an escalating war in Vietnam, um, as well as the struggle for civil rights. Stevie Wonder, the the beloved musician, was creating um, an album for Christmas. And so these these two gentlemen, Miller and Wells, wrote this song for him that he used as the very title of his Christmas album, Some Day at Christmas. I'd like to share some of the words with you now. Some day at Christmas, men won't be boys. Playing with bombs like kids play with toys. One warm December our hearts will see a world where men are free. Someday at Christmas there'll be no war when we have learned what Christmas is for. When we have found what life is really worth then there will be peace on earth. I could go on, but I don't think I can. Um, I think Stevie, and if you haven't heard the song, keep listening. Look it up and listen to the whole song because it's a beautiful, beautiful and profound song. And I think his words really embody the heart of these texts today. Someday at Christmas... God's peace, God's redemption will be complete. Maybe not now, and he says in the song, maybe not even in time for you or for me, but someday, 
God's dream, God's reality of peace, of wholeness will come true. So friends, if you're ever asked, what do John Krasinski, Stevie Wonder, Isaiah, and Mark have in common? It might be the final Jeopardy question. If you're ever asked what they have in common, so all four of these folks know how to share good news to a people longing to hear it. And friends, that's what all of us are called to do as well. May we go and share this good news, sharing God's good news, the good news that is that is embodied in Jesus Christ. May we share it, may we live it, may we too embody it and proclaim it, but may we also work towards making it happen. Amen.